We've all heard of the Loch Ness Monster, but do you know how this legend originated? Today, we take you through the timeline of some of the monster's most infamous sightings, some dating back as far as the 6th century. We'll get you all up to speed, discuss what kind of research is going on today, and give our takes on this elusive creature. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought that iconic photo was proof positive of Nessie's existence, stick around. We're probably going to burst your bubble more than Mike seeing a gynecological anatomy diagram for the first time. This is Necronomapod. Nick Longrich is a paleontologist at England's Bath University and the lead author of a report on the fossil find. We found a lot of different plesiosaur fossils in this freshwater deposit. We found juveniles, we found adults, we found bones, we found teeth that they lost, they shed their teeth, kind of like sharks. So we found a lot of fossils suggesting these things were up there routinely and probably spent much, if not all, of their lives in freshwater. 66 million years ago, the asteroid hits, all these things go extinct, including the plesiosaurs. As a scientist, I can never say anything is impossible. All hypotheses are on the table at some level until they're proven false. We could find a Loch Ness monster tomorrow. It could be a plesiosaur. I think that is, however, extremely unlikely, given the evidence we have at this point. So let's start out this episode by assuring everyone that yes, we live in Ohio. We are not really anywhere near East Palestine, Ohio, where that train derailed, and we are all good to go here. Appreciate everyone reaching out. Where I think we're about seventy-five miles away from where uh, that disaster happened down there, and the, was that Southeast Ohio? Yeah, that's like uh, north of Steubenville. Yeah, it's like a halfway there. point between here yeah. and Pittsburgh on the Ohio side still. Yeah. Thank you for your concern, though. But no, we're, we're, we're up in northern Ohio. It's nowhere near us. But awful for those people down there. It's uh, it's not great. It's spread, you know, nothing up this way. Not yet. If you look not at the yet. map, though, like that smoke plume was, you know, the one you know, it depends on how the wind's drifting. But yeah. it was going right over our houses the one day. I think the wind shifted and it's heading towards West Virginia currently. But well, that's what know. I was going to say. I know, like down there in that that whole Ohio Valley region, where you know Weirton, West Virginia is. I know Weirton yeah, doesn't yeah. control a lot of the water, so um, I do know that that there were some water issues down there in in Weirton, West Virginia. So a lot of dead fish, a lot of people yeah. with rashes, a lot of. Uh, Maybe if it hits them all, it'll change their taste buds and they'll want cooked pizza. <laughs> Look, at, I'm trying to look half glass full here. Is that what you're doing? I'm trying. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Though. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's not good. Vinyl chloride. Isn't that what it's? Vinyl? Is that? Yeah, it was like it was cl- some kind of chloride. Yeah, like vinyl chloride. What does that mean? I'm not sure. Like, let's, we're going to light this on fire instead of... Uh, those are some smoke plumes. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I'll be honest. I haven't really looked into it that much. but I haven't either. I, I saw it, but I, I haven't busy. kept up with it. Yeah. They're like, ah, let's just burn it all. It'll be fine. Then after, they're like, oh, fuck. Man. Look, when, when Three Mile Island happened, the company said, you know, nothing going on up here either. So who yeah. knows? We're going to yeah. find out some stuff in the next couple of months, though. So hopefully everyone down there is okay. I don't think they are. I think it's no. From I think it's not good at all. Yeah, from my understanding of just some, like word of mouth from people that I know, mm-hmm. 
kind of close to that area that yeah with the weird in west virginia the the water stuff was all fucked up because of this and i've seen some not great pictures of water resources yeah, it's yeah. not good but thankfully none of our water is connected to any of that we're yeah. at least that we know of so far nothing but the ohio river feeds a lot of it's a big region know, it's a big thing down there and you know contaminate that you have big problems I mean, the Ohio River wasn't great to begin with. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's going swimming in the Ohio River, or at least you shouldn't. No. It's, One question I have, though, is <laughs> how come there was no Mothman sightings flying around trying to warn about the upcoming disaster like uh, he warned about the Silver Bridge in the 60s? He dropped the ball on this. <laughs> come on, Mothman. <laughs> no Where are you at, homie? No one fucking listened to him back then. He's like, well, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I was flying around trying to tell you the bridge collapsed. You did nothing. So he I know about ass. this train shit. I'm not coming back. I'm staying stay in my cave. I'm not going to say a fucking word. Yeah, I don't blame him. It's no respect. <laughs> Maybe he was busy taking somebody on a magic carpet ride. <laughs> it's true. Patreon.com slash Necronomapod, <laughs> our recent paranormal erotica episode. Well worth $5 just to check out that one uh, story. Mothman likes to fuck. That's for sure. What do we say? It was like a trashy Aladdin. <laughs> there were, cause like he was like holding her right while flying. Yeah. And we compared it to like Aladdin and Jasmine on the, on the magic carpet. But he was inside of that woman the entire time while a whole new world played in the background. A whole new world. <laughs> I think we, we were going to write the, get the, the screenplay for that. Oh yeah. And we decided the Florence Pugh was going to play the, uh, <laughs> of course we did the damsel. Who else? Would oh, did play? we say we were going to buy the screenplay for Aladdin? <laughs> yeah, we were going to make that movie cool down media, uh, productions. <laughs> and we say a lot of things. No, not for show. Aladdin for the Mothman story. Oh, oh we we're going to do the Mothman one. No, I, don't I thought think, we were buying I think the Disney's going to sell us Aladdin. <laughs> Look, Walt, hear us out. <laughs> Walt. <laughs> They unfroze them for the meeting. <laughs> they decided that would be the perfect time to unfreeze them. <laughs> anyway, but to our friends down there, stay safe. It's not great. Yeah, that seems like just a, a, a big region down there. It's just not East Palestine. And it's a poor, you know, downtrodden region to begin with. So Southern Ohio is filled with yeah. Look, very if you ask impoverished people, areas. People yeah. listening to this show, Ohio is a poor downtrodden area. It is. That's what they just assume. Not where we're from, though, but yeah. It's not. yeah Southern Ohio, there's it's a lot of impoverished areas down it's there. It's like a Mason-Dixon line south of, uh, I don't know, south of our county, I think, <laughs> right? Until you get to Columbus. Like, there's whole swaths of the state. I mean, most of Ohio, other outside of, like, the Cleveland yeah, metropolitan yeah. area, the Columbus, and then Cincinnati. Not that Cleveland's that great these days either, though. But the, the metropolitan area, yeah, you know. yeah. No fucking crime wave in Cleveland. Well, fucking Bib would get on it and fix all these problems. Oh, yeah. Simple problems. Yeah. Fix them tomorrow. What the hell is he doing? What are you waiting for? Call the Mothman in. Get Carl Monday on. Carl yeah. Monday's <laughs> retired, man. I think there is a link from when he retired to crime rates going up. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to fuck around if you know he's coming after you. What, they got fucking Ed Gaelic now? Come on. <laughs> What's that guy going to do? You got to put like a bat signal up with Carl Mondays. Just a big M. <laughs> yeah. We need you. The city needs you. <laughs> he comes out of retirement to, <laughs> to save the city. Place would pop. Thank you, Carl. The city would go You're nuts. You're the best. The local Fox Stage affiliate would get its <laughs> biggest ratings ever. 
he turns it around, becomes mayor because of it. <laughs> mayor Monday. 95 years old, Mayor Monday. <laughs> it's time for Mayor Tuesday. You're a little old. It's like a Royal Rumble pop when Carl Monday Hell comes yeah. back. <laughs> I'd tune in for that. His first show back. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a whole slow mo with him taking his trench, his tan trench coat out of the <laughs> out of the closet, dusting it off, pulling the mothballs out of the pockets, <laughs> playing like chariots of fire. <laughs> we should interview him. <laughs> we could get him. That'd be a lot of fun. Probably we should do it. All right. <laughs> Send him an email, Dave. I wonder if his full name's Carlton. We'll find that out when we interview him. The hard hitting questions. <laughs> What else would Carl be? Maybe it's just Carl. It might just be Carl. Maybe his parents had a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, at least it wasn't Keith, fellas. <laughs> That's right. He, knows. he fucking knows. <laughs> Carl Monday fucks. <laughs> Goddamn right he does. <laughs> I'm spit my beer all over my. It's gonna be one of those shows, I think. <laughs> That's going on the soundboard. <laughs> I haven't even started to think about that. I'm crying over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <sighs> anyway, to recap, we're safe up here in our in our in our town of Medina, long ways away. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> oh man. Four years into the show. <laughs> Don't get me started again. <laughs> Four years into this show. Did you ever think that we would just now be covering the Loch Ness Monster? Loch Ness Monster is one of the, the heavy hitters. It's classic. This is like, yeah. like the V cryptid, right? So legend story. Yeah. Loch Ness and Bigfoot, right? Those are the two big. I think that's right. And Mothman comes in after. It's like the big three. It's the Mount Rushmore, right? Like if a cryptozoologist was to find the Loch Ness monster, they'd be superstars. That's the I mean, that makes their career, makes their existence. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure that's going to happen though. Well, <laughs> we'll get to it at the end too. I thought there were a lot more coming into this. I thought there were a lot more credible sightings. Than, I honestly we did discuss, too. Well, we're going to discuss here tonight. Maybe I'm getting too far ahead of ourselves or us, but yeah, it seems like the public consciousness, it was a bigger thing. Like that, if like yeah. coming into this, I, I would have probably guessed that maybe this one is kind of real to some extent. Like people did see something, mm-hmm. but then reading the notes, you're like, Oh, that that's it. Yeah. I think that's right. So. I don't know. We even need to do the show now though. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun story. Just buried the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Not officially. Not officially. (laughs) Maybe people will disagree with us. They certainly disagree with us on Bigfoot. It's true. People fucking fired up. And just everyone, does everyone know that Loch just means lake? Like I always, like before I knew that, I'm like, oh, well, Loch, that seems (laughs) very exotic. It's the Gaelic word for lake. Yeah, like it's a different body of water or something. It is kind of different though. It's like Lake Erie. Like Lake Ness. Lock Erie. Yeah. <laughs> Lock Erie. I know you did some geography stuff, but the way that the the lake is shaped, it creates a really weird mm-hmm. uh, temperature in like. Uh, it never freezes. Right. And it 
creates this uh like the, the sediment like how everything lays is really weird it's dark because when it rains it, it pulls the peat off of the the hillsides on all the sides so and it runs down into the water so it's black so very dark lake lock very dark lock <laughs> i mean geography wise it's like was it like 450 miles northwest of london as the crow flies as they say <laughs> so up in the wow. uh scottish highlands which is supposed to be just a beautiful area i'd love to get up there someday it's a great place to do an outdoors guys yeah if you ever want to do an outdoors that might be the place just majestic scenery so the legend of the Loch Ness Monster kicks off all the way back in 565 AD with St. Columba. St. Columba was kind of a jack of all trades. He was a missionary and a scholar who helped spread Christianity in Scotland. He was also a statesman, a diplomat, historical scholar, author, and a poet. And on top of all of that, he founded a bunch of churches and monasteries. How did he find the time? Like, were the days longer back then? A lot of professions. Like I'm a podcaster and a drinker and an eater and a sleeper. <laughs> like I, how how you all these different things? That's a lot. That's exhausting seems to read. Like, seems like a lot. It's quite a LinkedIn profile for this guy, though. It's, it's not bad. Might be padding his resume a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. What's the evidence that he did all these things? Yeah, it's it's like I wrote a haiku once. Am I now a poet? Hundred <laughs> percent. You are. St. Columba's biographer, St. Adamon, recorded his encounter with the Loch Ness Monster on August 22nd, 565 AD. It's a quote. Traveling in Scotland, Columba had to cross the Loch Ness. On the banks, he saw some of the picked folk burying a man who had been bitten by a water monster while swimming. The body had been pulled from the loch with the aid of a hook by rescuers who had come to his assistance in a boat. Despite the danger, Columba ordered one of his followers to swim across the lock and bring back a kobol, which is a boat, that was moored on the other side. This man's name was Ligni Makumen, which is more like Mo Cummin. Without hesitation, <laughs> Ligni stripped for the swim and plunged in. The monster, robbed of its earliest fe earlier feast, surfaced and darted at Ligni with a roar, its jaws open. <laughs> like that? Maybe. Huh? Everyone on the bank was stupefied with terror. Everyone except Columba, that is. A firm believer in the authority of the crucified Christ, he raised his hand, making the sign of the cross. Invoking the name of God, he commanded the beast, saying, You will go no further and won't touch the man. Go back at once. At the voice of the saint, the monster fled as if terrified, more quickly than it had been pulled back with ropes. God damn, it really worked. Like that, at the voice of the saint. <laughs> I am a saint and you shall not eat this man. You shall go back. Go back, Loch Ness Monster. Well, that's that's hard evidence right there. I'm sold. So what happened to Lugni? Like, Lugni was just okay? How about don't jump in the water, Lugni, because uh, Mr. Columba made him. What yeah. are you supposed to do? <laughs> I'm going to say no. You want him to stand up Columba. for him? You can't say no to me. <laughs> I mean, the, the man can can restrain a monster. What's Lugni going to do? <laughs> I'm but a mere Lugni. I'm a fucking Lugni. <laughs> Your name is Lugni. You will do what I say, <laughs> pupper. 
It's going to be really funny when we're butchering the name and people come at us for that. And we're just like, eh, we're we said it eh, wrong multiple du- times. We're doubling down on Lugni. <laughs> I mean, there's no chance it's proper. No, pronunciation. it's not. It's 100% we don't wrong, care. But I don't want to turn my phone, like get my phone and like yeah. listen and do like a whole thing. Just go eat some haggis and don't worry about how we pronounce it. The other thing it's is, fine. as much as I always read the quotes, I always forget every week that it's my job to read the quotes. Oh, I know. So I never he's, like, oh, he's like, oh, is this me? I've never done this before. <laughs> well, so like our 200, 300th episode. I, so I, like, I'm reading the quotes. Like I'll see the quotes in the notes, but I don't pay like I don't pay extra attention. Oh, to we them. know. We know. just read them. Oh, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I got to learn this name. Eh. We'll oh, oh, is this me? We'll do it live. Uh, what? What? I've never done this before. People will see that next month <laughs> on uh, our live show. Yeah. Maybe. Live show next month. Live stream of how we record. Patreon.com slash Necronomapod, the $10 level. You can uh, join us for a uh, watch us in the studio, I guess. That's yeah. what people want. Are you going to do that? Oh, is that me? Huh? Quote? What? Maybe. I don't know. If I get to a quote and I say, and then oh, you got to do quotes. Well, because occasionally I, I look at him, he's like, oh, you want, he, me, to you want me to do that? Because he works me. <laughs> Never asked me before. Sometimes he reads his own quotes. Sometimes I do. That's go a good point. Yeah. They're very short quotes. He does read them. Typically All the right. short ones I'm going to retract everything I just said about you. You're right. <laughs> a valid point. So like there's there's times where like I'm waiting, like I'm, I'm a little bit alert. Like, oh, I see a quote coming up. Yeah. And then he just keeps reading. I'm like, All right. All right. Guess I'm going to take a break. A lot of quotes in this episode, though. So, like, I, and I, I would expect you be, to be aware that. and ready to go. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And, and moving for the rest of this, let's just have fun with it. I'm not even going to, we're not even going to, like, kayfabe. I'm just going to read the names as I see them. As you see it. As I see fit. How it ever comes to your mind. Yep. And the next one is going to have a real barn burner. <laughs> In other words, UK people suck it. Mike's doing it his way. He's doing it his yeah. way. <laughs> fucking Shawn Michaels went over there in uh, September of 1997 and fucking beat the British Bulldog. I'm doing it my way. That's what you're doing right now? Uh-huh. I'm going to fucking throw a knee brace at some <laughs> sister. We are really in the deep cuts on that one. So the way I wrote this outline, I figured the best way to do it was just to go in kind of chronological order of the sightings. So that first one happened in 565 AD. The next up is um, D. McKenzie in 1871 or 1872. Which is it, Ian? Well, he gives a roundabout. He says it might be one of those years. And Mm, his story wasn't told until 1934. Oh, Uh, so it's like the Bible. It was written, you know, 500 years later. Yeah. Not exactly an eyewitness account. I understand. And this was after the Loch Ness Monster's popularity had grown. Oh, quite a bit. I see. Uh, so there was some incentive to come back with this story. Hey, I saw that thing too. <laughs> 60 something years ago. <laughs> mm, mm, all right. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't tell you guys. <laughs> yeah. This. Oh, remember that? 65 years ago? Yeah. This D. McKenzie sent his story to Rupert Gold. Rupert Gold was another guy that was kind of a jack of all trades with things, but he was real big into cryptozoology. And he ended up writing a book about the Loch Ness Monster called The Loch Ness Monster and Others, where he brought up other cryptids that he... It's a good title, pal. It's straight into the point. (laughs) So about the Mackenzie sightings, Rupert wrote, quote... Mike, that's you right here. It's you right right here. All right, here I go. Start right now. I saw it about... 1871 or two, as near as I can remember now, I was on the rock above Abriacon, 
taking home Bracken in October when I saw what I took to be a log of wood coming across the lock from Alder East side. The water was very calm at the time. I expected it to go down the lock towards the river. When it reached the middle of the lock, however, it suddenly appeared to come to life and seemed to me to look exactly like an upturned boat and went at great speed, wiggling, wriggling, wriggling, and churning up the, the water in the direction of Urquhart Castle. It was about 12 o'clock on a grand sunny day so that it was impossible for me to be mistaken. It was an animal of some sort, and I have told the same story to my friends long before the present monster became famous. Mm. Oh, he, he told all his buddies. Mm. It's kind of the same trend going on here. Um, these stories coming out after the fact. The next sighting that's documented is from 1888. A mason named Alexander McDonald from Abriakan saw a, quote, large stubby-legged animal, which was described as looking a lot like a salamander. Even pictures of his version of the sighting, it pretty much looks like a big salamander walking. Are salamanders native to the Loch Ness? I believe so. Okay. I think newts that would are make as sense, well. Then. I think newts are as well. Newts are pretty similar. Coming out of the Loch... Uh, the salamander-like creature pushed itself within 50 yards of the shore where McDonald was standing. His story was also featured in Rupert Gold's book, which read, quote, It appears that some 40 years ago in Abriac... 44, sir. <laughs> it appears that some 44 years ago in Abriac and Mason, Alexander McDonald often saw a strange creature disporting itself on the lock in the early hours of the morning. Mr. McDonald, who was a regular traveler on the Loch Ness mail steamer between Abriachan and Inverness, was often known to arrive at Abriachan Pier in a state of subdued excitement. And after having boarded the steamer, he sometimes volunteered the information that he had seen the salamander, as he called it. It should be added that Mr. McDonald died a good many years ago. A salamander probably killed him. Salamanders are pretty cool. You ever find one before? No. Are they fun? There's a kid seeing them. Yeah. See them under some dry leaves on the woods, whatever. Yeah. They suppose. were okay. They scurry away. I don't really like wildlife. I don't <laughs> do anything for me. I just go approach it. I do. I go the opposite way. Well, they're not very big. It's not going to attack you. Dave. Yeah. That's fun. Scurries along with its stupid tail. Yeah. <laughs> Step on it and be done. Go on your you way. You very well could. <laughs> Ends any threat. <laughs> So all that stuff was after the fact. The first publication that really attracted a ton of uh, attention to the Loch Ness Monster was an article from May 2nd, 1933, written by Alex Campbell for the Inverness Courier. That article talked about a sighting witness by a woman named Aldi McKay. Loch Ness has for generations been credited with being the home of a fearsome-looking monster, but somehow or the or other, the water kelpie, as this legendary creature is called, has always been regarded as a myth, if not a joke. Now, however, comes the news that the beast has been seen once more. For on Friday of last week, a well-known businessman who lives in Inverness and his wife, a university graduate, when motoring along the north shore of the lock, not far from Abriacon Pier were startled to see a tremendous upheaval on the lock, which previously had been as calm as the proverbial mill pond. The lady was first to notice the disturbance, which occurred fully three quarters of a mile from the shore, and it was her sudden cries to stop that drew her husband's attention to the water. 
stop, stop. That's very good. That's about what it probably sounded like. What, what, what? <laughs> there the creature disported itself, rolling and plunging for fully a minute, its body resembling that of a whale and the water cascading and churning like a simmering cauldron. Soon, however, it disappeared in a, in a boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that they were something. there was something uncanny about the whole thing. Because, apart from its enormous size, the beast, in taking the final plunge, sent out waves that were big enough to have been caused by passing steamer. The A Cleveland steamer? <laughs> I think he probably wishes at this point. <laughs> the watchers waited for almost half an hour in the hope that the monster, if it such was, would come to surface again. But they had seen the last of it. Questions as to the length of the beast, the lady stated that, judging by the state of the water in the affected area, it seemed to be many feet long. It will be remembered that a few years ago, a party of Inverness anglers reported that when crossing the lock in a rowing boat, they encountered an unknown creature whose bulk, movements, and the amount of water displaced at once suggested that it was either a very large seal, a porpoise, or indeed the monster itself. But the story, which duly appeared in the press, received scant attention and less great credence. In fact, most of the people who were aired their views on the matter did so in a manner that bespoke feelings of the utmost skepticism. It should be mentioned that, so far as it is known, neither seals nor porpoises have ever been known to enter Loch Ness. Indeed, in the case of the latter, it would be utterly impossible for them to do so. And as to the, as to the seals... It is the fact that though they have on rare occasions been seen in the River Ness, their presence in Loch Ness has never been definitely established. Hmm. So some interesting stuff there, like we'll talk about later. Seals do get in there sometimes. Yeah. Which could probably account for some of this. Probably. Audie McKay, she stuck to her story until she died like you see it like old Loch Ness TV shows or something. Mm -hmm. Usually she was willing to talk to people like up until she died, like very old. What, year, talking, wait, what year is this? Uh, 1933. 33. Yeah. Okay. So it's so like some of those documentaries from the seventies and whatnot. Yeah. I went back and I watched Leonard Nimoy's in search of <laughs> yeah, really early. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Which I love that show. It was so good. You see, you, you watch those documentaries and you see all the old people being interviewed and you're like, like none of these people are alive anymore and it's it's like watching an old wrestlemania <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> i don't want to bury the loch ness monster this early in the show but i have been walking like um there's a couple of trails around here that go around a body of water mm -hmm. can't remember the one exactly but there's a pretty big body of water and a huge fish swam up at the top. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like for a second, it threw me off. Mm -hmm. Like that's fucking huge. So I think based on the fact that there are seals that have gotten into uh, the Loch Ness, I think there's a solid chance the early sightings are probably seals. I think that's a very definite possibility. Because if I've never seen a seal before and I see a seal swimming around, I'd be like, wow. I'd be fucked up. You're yeah. like, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was that? Like, I just saw a big <laughs> fish at the at the little body of water out here. And I'm like, whoa. Do you put your hand in like you do at the aquarium? I did No not. one there to get in trouble with, right? <laughs> that's true. No I, I did not. Oh, tough guy when you're down at the aquarium. <laughs> out in the wild, he's not putting his hand in the water, huh? 
You're going to get fucking Steve Irwin. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever lost a job, had a bad breakup, or simply just felt stuck in life? Ever wish life came with a user manual, much like our cars or appliances do? Wouldn't that be great? Lost your job? Turn to page 63. Just got dumped? Turn to page 32. Feeling depressed? That'll be on page 104. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. However, BetterHelp Online Therapy is basically the next best thing. So the next time you're feeling stuck, why not check them out? BetterHelp therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, all done online. Therapy can have many benefits, be it learning new coping skills, self-empowerment, dealing with trauma, or even having a clearer mind. Look, everyone deserves to feel their best, and BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. They're the world's largest therapy service and offer all the benefits of in-person therapy, but are more convenient, accessible, and more affordable. After filling out a brief questionnaire, you'll be matched with a therapist, and from there, if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist whenever you'd like. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Necro. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. On July 22nd, 1933, George Spicer and his wife saw a creature cross the road in front of their car headed toward the lock. This sighting truly sparked the popularity of the Loch Ness Monster and while the Inverness Courier wrote an article about the Spicer sighting, like uh, Aldi McKay's, the Loch Ness Monster enthusiasts say that Rupert Gold's interview of George Spicer is the best recounting of this story. Uh, in his book, Rupert wrote, quote, Oh, is that me? It is you. <laughs> <laughs> they had passed through Doris and were on their way towards foyers when, as the car was climbing a slight rise, an extraordinary-looking creature crossed the road ahead of them from left to right in a series of jerks. When on the road, it took up practically the whole width of it. He saw no definite head, but this was across the road before he had time to take the whole thing in properly. It was in sight for a few seconds. The creature was a, of a loathsome-looking grayish color, like a dirty elephant or a rhinoceros. It had a very long and thin neck, which undulated up and down and was contorted into a series of half hoops. The body was much thicker and moved across the road, as already stated, in a series of jerks. He saw no indications of any legs or a tail, but in front of the body, where this sloped down to the neck, he saw something flopping up and down, which, on reflection, he thought might have been the end of a long tail swung round to the far side of the body. The ladder stood from some four to five feet above the road. The hole looked like a huge snail with a long neck. Mm. Like, I didn't realize there were stories of them walking out of the water and stuff. Like, that's a whole different kind of thing. And that's the most, or that's the story that, kind of really kicked off the popularity yeah. and that's something i didn't realize either you always think of the famous uh surgeon's photo which yeah. we're going to talk about later yeah you don't think about the loch ness monster 
crossing the street. Doop to doop to doop to doop. Uh-uh. Like he's in the woods doing something, you know, yeah. like hanging out. That's a different story. Probably fucking. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> whatever they fuck. What else would you get out of the water for? <laughs> whatever other, whatever Loch Nye do. <laughs> Loch Nye. You added pictures to our notes this week. I did. I was trying to be professional. I like that. It's good visual instead of us just sitting here Googling it in the middle of the no, show. No, I, I think just, it's good. Yeah. I like visual. It helps me. Um, the first picture of the Loch Ness Monster came from a guy named Hugh Gray on November 12th, 1933. You know, it, it's not great. I don't know. Something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Something's happening in it's the like water. It's like an old car maybe drove into the water. This over here? <laughs> yeah. It's very blurry. I mean, it could be a giant snake just sitting on the top of the water. So let me see again. It could be like a, like picture yeah. caught in the air. Like someone could have thrown something in the water and yeah. that's just one of the frames. Yeah. Could have been yeah. like a log. Yeah. Like yeah. you throw in the water and like, mm -hmm. as it's like going up and down at the first throw. Yeah. On January 5th, 1934, a veterinarian student named Arthur Grant was riding his motorcycle near the lock around uh, 1 a.m. It was a clear night, so the moon was lighting up his surroundings. And when Arthur was approaching Abriacon, he almost hit the Loch Ness Monster as he was crossing the road. According to Arthur, it had a small head and a long neck. Um, he said the Loch Ness Monster saw him and then crossed the road back to the lock, like got scared almost. At that point, Arthur said that he got off his motorcycle and followed the Loch Ness Monster back to the lock, but didn't actually see the monster go in just saw the ripples of water mm. arthur drew a picture of what he saw and described it as a mix between a seal and a plesiosaur and that's the first mention of plesiosaur which is what we all know the loch ness monster look like now that's the dinosaur mm. with the you know the big body big neck long neck picture number one in our uh yeah. notes it's got some some flippers see i want that thing to exist i mean it did exist 500 million years ago. Yeah. I want that to be the Loch Ness Monster now, I mean. Did Who it, wouldn't want that? Sure. Yeah, maybe it survived. I mean, that's a thought process and from here on out is that potentially this dinosaur survived and is in the Loch Ness. Seems unlikely. My opinion. On April 21st, 1934, the Daily Mail published the infamous picture of the Loch Ness Monster. That's one we were talking about earlier that everybody has seen. And it gives that distinct... Please sort of look the long neck with a small head coming out of the water. The photo was supposedly taken by a London gynecologist named Robert Kenneth Wilson. However, he didn't want to be associated with the picture. So it just became known as the surgeon's photograph mm. for 60 years. This picture was considered to be real by people who believe in the Loch Ness monster. Well, the, the surgeon probably just didn't, uh, he didn't want his gynecological practice to be distracted. I get it. I don't want to speculum. <laughs> you know, <laughs> image is important when you're in the cervix industry. <laughs> he's here all night, folks. He's got a hundred more. <laughs> this is their Gimli Patterson photo. Well, I thought it. this was like the the biggest evidence. Is this picture? Like this picture is the the be all end all. So for 60 years, this picture was considered to be real by people who believe in the Loch Ness Monster. And then on the other side, skeptics said it was everything from an otter to a whale's penis. 
Which hey, the whale's penis really makes a lot of sense. I pulled a picture of a whale's penis to. You guys want to see it? It, it? Look at that thing. Well, that thing's <laughs> excited. Look at that whale penis. But in the, it's in, not huge though. In the I mean, angle that it speak. comes out of the water, <laughs> it's nice and pink and <laughs> against can, the black and white whale backdrop. That's a good looking penis. I could have went my whole life not seeing that. Let me enlarge it a little bit more for you. <laughs> That better that whale penis. All right, so but here's so he's got that crazy one. That's what it looks like if it just shoots up out of the water. Oh, yep, that's a good looking penis. <laughs> it's got a nice curve to it. He's got Peroni's disease. That whale. Settle down there, Dave. That's a good looking whale penis. What kind of whale is that, Ian? <laughs> Look at the size of that whale penis. It looks like a like a tail. But that's what I mean. Like a shitty old camera <laughs> takes, like you can yeah. see it. You can see, yeah. There's no whales. See how that could be a, that could have been a whale penis. Yeah, I mean, there's no whales in the Loch Ness. There's no right. evidence of that, but that's a thought. Mm. It'd be more likely at this point than it being the Loch Ness monster. Dinosaur survived versus a whale's penis. Mm. I have whale penis nightmares tonight. <laughs> we smack nightmares, Dave, smack. wet dreams. <laughs> no way oh, oh, oh. <laughs> smacked her home with a whale penis in my face. Polywops. Polywops. Smack, smack, smack. Uh, uh, uh. Whale penis, whale penis. Polywops. That'll be a sperm whale. Psh, psh. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, no, please stop. No. Oh, no, stop. No, 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 keep going. No, don't stop. Why'd you stop? <laughs> Unfortunately, this picture has been proven to be a hoax. What? 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 <laughs> in 1993, Kirsten Sperling, uh, the stepson of a movie maker uh, and big game hunter named Duke Wethrell. Marmaduke. Yeah, Marmaduke. Marmaduke's much cooler. <laughs> Nicknamed Duke. And he looks like a... Marmaduke. Yeah, stereotypical. Like the Outback hat and all the stuff. Yeah. He admitted to making the model for the Loch Ness Monster out of some plastic in a tin plate toy submarine. Two Loch Ness Monster researchers, like two enthusiasts, have spent their whole lives trying to figure all this stuff out. David Martin and Alistair Boyd tracked down Christian Sperling, and he told them that his stepfather, Duke Wetherill, asked him to build a fake monster. Duke came up with the plan as revenge on the London Daily Mail newspaper. When this stuff came out in 1933 and 1934, it was big news. Everybody was, you know. Loch Ness Monster frenzy. Yeah, everybody wanted yeah. to talk about Loch Ness Monster. I bet. So in 1933, the Daily Mail hired Duke Wetherill to find the Loch Ness Monster. Soon after arriving at the lock, Duke found some strange tracks um, of a four-toed creature in the soft mud near the water. He estimated that whatever left the tracks must have been 20 feet long. There were plaster casts made and sent to the London Museum of Natural History, but a few weeks later, the museum announced that the tracks were not of a monster, but they were of a hippo. There was also speculation that Duke actually faked those tracks using um, like one of those really big old ashtrays. Like and, a bronze imprint of the... And was able to make those, <laughs> those hippo prints... You know, is 20 feet long a little big for a hippo? Hmm. I'm trying to imagine that. 
And maybe I'm wrong. I guess I've never been really up close to a hippo. Is it the stride that's 20 feet long? Like, I was just thinking, like, the way, like, the where the front paws and the back paws were. 20 feet seems a little big, no, for a hippo. Maybe I've... Well, like, if you, like, like this, like, the front and the back stretching out. But are, are they so? running like that, that they'd be so far up? Like, I've never seen a hippo well, I don't know fast. if it was a fake. I don't think it was doing but, anything. But that's what they're saying. It was a hippo. <laughs> yeah. Like, that... Yeah. I mean, from their standpoint, then, they're trying to explain what it might have been. Yeah. But I guess I don't understand that the hippo, like there's no fucking hippos in Scotland. Why would you pick that as to try to fake? They're they're picking seals, whales, hippos. Like it's just dumb. They're taking everything except the truth that this thing exists. But yeah. it's a weird it's it's I, weird. It's a weird print that's not that people from that area wouldn't be familiar with. So people wouldn't look at it and be like, Oh, that's a hippo print. But they picked a big game hunter to come and look at it like a big game hunter wouldn't he have been like that's a fucking hippo there's no hippos in scotland what the fuck that's why people yeah think that maybe he was the one doing the hoax yeah, he probably not did them that. he portrayed it as someone hoaxed him right so how he's saying is that somebody hoaxed him and the daily mail um and the daily mail put it on him right but maybe he did the hoax it didn't turn out so well he's like well try to push it back on them yeah like a marmaduke bad hoax homie there's no hippos in Scotland, <laughs> dumb fuck. But wouldn't he have known that, though? Like, he didn't say hippo. Did he think that... He didn't say hippo. He just probably didn't... They called his bluff, maybe. Right. He thought maybe they weren't going to investigate. He's like, oh, I'm going to put these tracks here. Uh, no one will know what a hippo is in Scotland. Yeah. No, nah, a big game hunter like me who's been to Africa knows what a hippo is, but no one else does. <laughs> called your bluff, Marmaduke. And in his version, they publicly humiliated him by calling yeah. him on this and somebody fucked with him. It wasn't him. Doing I wonder it. what the real story is. Well, somebody hoped that it. might be the most, most interesting thing about yeah. this is I want to know that real story. Who's working who? Like, did someone at the Daily Mail have an axe to grind with this guy? And they're like, we're going to set this fucking Marmaduke up some fake prince. But then he was a big game hunter. He should have recognized the prince. Hmm. I think it's him that did the hoaxing. I think he was trying to get a payday out yep. of this and say that he found some locked. I think that's right. Tracks. Yeah, they didn't set him up. Other way around, he's just mad that he's, he's salty. He got caught. Just fucking Barry Duke, I guess. All right, <laughs> we're going with that angle. According to his stepson Christian Sperling, uh, Duke said, "Quote: We'll give them their monster." And he started building. Christian wasn't part of the actual picture taking. It was Duke's biological son, Ian Wethrill, and Duke who took the uh, completed model and a camera to the lock and photographed it on a quiet bay. Then they sank the evidence in the mud at the edge of the lake. The undeveloped film was then passed to Robert Wilson, who had them developed. He then sold the photo to the Daily Mail, and then they all stayed quiet for 60 years, and Duke <clears throat> Wethrill died with this shit. I love this. I love hoaxes. I love that he took it to his grave. If we could come up with a fucking hoax like this to hoax the world, I would also take it to my grave. It's fantastic. But the 60 fact years until awesome. this was found it's out awesome. that this photo is not real. The fact that he was yep. so passionate about this, though, makes me think he truly believed he was wronged. Which maybe, so maybe he didn't do the initial hoax. Yeah. Like, if maybe. you're that fired up, 60 years worth of this. Like, you, you felt scorned, I think. 
that you're willing to take it to your grave. Yeah. Or maybe he just like he liked hoaxes and he he felt like he didn't do a good job the first time with the hippo. Big prankster. And he's like, I'm going to fucking up my game here and I'm going to come up with a real hoax that's going to last forever. Could be that. Uh, yeah, maybe. I love it. So great. Hoaxes are the best. Those fucking guys. <laughs> those guys that did the crop circles just fucking with people. It's so right. great. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. That became a huge. That's the good for Marmaduke. That might be the. <laughs> I'm gonna, good for Marmaduke. Just burying this guy two minutes ago. Now he's a hero. Honestly, until I read this outline, I didn't know this whole thing was fake. Like I, mm. you know, you, you grow up hearing about the Loch Ness monster. You see that picture. I just took that for it was a legitimate picture. Yeah. Until I read this outline, I didn't know that like anyone had ever owned up to the fake. It's great. I love it. Good for you, Marmaduke. Fuck yeah. Don't love the big game hunting. No. But I like the fact that he went to his grave with this. Oh, yeah. Dedication, man. It's fucking yeah. great. No animals were harmed in the making of this prank. That's right. right? Like, so we can no, even if he one. if he kayfabe the the prints, they were made out of an ashtray. Like that's been proven. Yeah, it was the, the fake mold. hippo yeah. prints were made out yeah. of an ashtray and some other shit. Yeah. Like a bronze imprint. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> I mean, big game hunting was a thing back then. Like they loved big game hunting. Like Teddy Roosevelt killed. He All kept right. that manifest of the animals he killed in Africa on that safari. Like it was he thousands, books thousands and thousands of animals. This thing. He's a big fan. Hey, it's still a thing today, pal. It's still going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, unfortunately, it's so weird. Like who could shoot an elephant? Like who just fucking shoot an elephant? It's a very odd thing to do want that? to do. It's not a sport. No, it's very strange. It's very odd to want to kill something just for the hell of it. Like, if you're not going to killing eat it. deer for food, that's, yeah, that's whatever. The, that's life. I, agree. I mean, I agree. yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I eat hamburgers. I can't. Right. If people are going to shoot deer to eat them, I, I have no leg to stand on and criticizing that. But we just shoot elephants for sport or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah like you're just going to go out and kill a zebra. Very wrong about that. Well, and back then too, like you know, I remember reading in in one of Roosevelt's biographies, like. He used to just love to go out west and like just camp, like just go sleep under the stars mm. and like just go live out there for weeks. Like in that sense, like there's, you know, you have to defend yourself as well from whatever you see. Sure. You know, there was a little bit more of that factor back then. Now, I'm not saying, you know, traveling across the globe to go kill things. Yeah. He, you know, he did some of that as well. But, yeah, so it's like the Jimmy Johns guy. Like very wealthy people that are just mm. pretty much pay to have exotic animals just basically dropped in it, front of them. Yeah, you're so not they hunting can anything. Yeah. yeah. You're paying someone, an impoverished person from that, that area of the world to wrangle those animals and drop yeah. them in front of you to sure. kill. Yeah. It's like when people get mad at me, then I go into the pet store and I just reach into the goldfish <laughs> tank and I like catch lunch. They're yeah. like, you can't do that. I was like, what? I'm just hunting. <laughs> What's so killing. bad about that? You start taking sir, it out. Sir, you're at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, so Zambia. I, I have to go to the grocery store to buy goldfish <laughs> to eat out of a bag. I can't just catch my own fresh ones. <laughs> out of here. And I'm not coming out against hunting before you send me stuff. I, I get it. Yeah, there's no, there's a, it's a complicated thing. And there's conservation ranges where, where those trophy hunts, you know, pay... Yeah, we're talking about wealthy people it, it, that we're pay talking just about to kill animals. Not, not to eat, not to whatever, but yeah. Ooh, you guys are going to get some DMs. That's fine. Yeah. I'll stand by that. I've I, been hunting. I love Don't Jimmy Don't come John. at me with that bullshit. I've I love hunting. Jimmy John's. They're delicious sandwiches. 
That gargantuan is not to be scoffed at. I Jimmy John's delivered last night. It's it's freaky fast. <laughs> so good. If I boycotted every every corporation in this country because I don't agree with their you wouldn't, policies, you wouldn't go I would do nothing. You I wouldn't, nothing. I wouldn't be sure. able to buy anything. Or yeah. there's some that are very egregious in my opinion that I do not um, go to. Jimmy John's makes the cut though. Yeah, and I, I respect Ian's opinion on eating Jimmy John's. I'm st- I'm still. I'll pay I, for it. He said I can send him a gargantuan <laughs> once. Yeah, like he I'm needs just to not going to give him my that. money to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I'll give him my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one for you, one for me. <laughs> Those Jimmy Peppers are fucking oh. awesome, dude. <laughs> Forget about it. Out of this world. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Suri. <laughs> Every episode that thing goes off. I Dave's don't know. Watch. I don't know what keyword. It I is. think we just ordered Jimmy John's. <laughs> it might be, be coming. Be here in Hello. Yeah. Freaky fast. They're at the door already. <laughs> gargantuan hello, sandwiches for everybody. So in 33, you know, that, that picture was, was published. Um, and there wasn't a big event for the Loch Ness Monster until a study in 1970 by the American Academy of Applied Science. The group, headed by Dr. Robert Rines, used automatic cameras and sonar to monitor the lock. In 1972, one of the underwater cameras got four frames of what appeared to be a flipper uh, six to eight feet long. One night, Peter Davies, a member of Ryan's team, was out in a small boat in the lock when he detected something under his boat with sonar. Peter said, quote, I don't mind telling you it was a rather strange feeling. Rowing across the pitch black water, knowing there was a very large animal just 30 feet below. It was the sheer size of the echo trace that was frightening. I bet. They have their picture of the flipper. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, it could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, you can tell me it could be a very large underwater click. You can tell, tell me that's a picture of the moon, and I'd be like, okay. Like, I mean, you can see the flipper, though, right? I mean, you can see that, yeah, of course. But you know, the, the alleged flipper, alleged flipper. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> a second search was done by Ryan's in 1975. One picture appeared to show the head, neck, and upper torso of a plesiosaur-like animal. But skeptics argue that the object is a log, and they're saying that there's a lump on what would be the quote-unquote chest area, the mass of sediment in the full photo, and the object's log skin-like texture. So they're basically saying the the bark of the log is Mm -hmm. giving the skin texture. Yeah. I mean, I can see where it's going, you know, the long neck reaching around. I would presume this is the neck. Ends with the head right there. It sure looks like it. You know, that's very similar. This seems to be the most looked at picture. Yeah, I get that. It looks like it. I'll be honest. I, I see it there. That's better than the last fucking photo of the moon. <laughs> Another picture showed, um, it's called the gargoyle head picture which is in line with some of the sightings of the Loch Ness Monster, like this almost like dragon type. Mm. A lot of the old stories, it's more like a dragon, like a mix between a salamander and a dragon. Um, So that kind of would line up with this gargoyle head picture. That's what people want to see, a dragon-like thing. Um, Skeptics of the gargoyle head point out that a tree stump was later filmed during Operation Deep Scan in 1987, which looked exactly like the gargoyle head. So they, I, I was looking at that one a little bit. They had like 24 boats out there on the water. 
like for a couple of days just scanning. Also, they found nothing. 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 Full sonar sweep of the whole lock. Nothing. It's hard to argue that. A couple of unexplained things at the bottom, but like, again, no evidence. Right. There was a big group of researchers from the universities of Otago, Copenhagen Hall in the Highlands and the Islands. They did a DNA survey of the lock in June of 2018 looking for unusual species. They didn't find any DNA of large fish like sharks, sturgeons, and catfish couldn't be found. There were no otters or seal DNA found either, but there was a lot of eel DNA. That team never found any big eels, but they couldn't rule out their existence. I also watched a show on the History Channel about the Loch Ness Monster, a more recent one. Yeah. And they had some guys out there uh, doing some sonar stuff and fishing. And one of those guys pulled up a sturgeon, not out of the lock, but on a where the mouth of the lock, you know, the, a sturgeon could easily slip into it. Mm-hmm. And the, the size of the sturgeon he pulled up was fucking huge Mm. and it had like these long or it had these scales on it that were really dinosaur like scales that you could see like how i talked about earlier how i saw some big fish in the pond i'm like what the fuck yeah if you saw that swimming you know and it just came up just enough you'd be like that's something crazy that's not normal I also saw towards the end of his life, uh, Dr. Rhines, who did these studies throughout the 70s, he started to believe that the Loch Ness Monster had died Mm. because of those weird cold temperatures, how it never freezes. He said that he found evidence of dead animals, dead fish or eel turning into like a gelatin because of that cold. Like their body never fully decomposed, their bones and then this kind of gelatinous type material so his uh, his final theory before he died what he was looking to at the end of his life was that the Loch Ness Monster was dead and he was looking for that gelatinous Mm. like carcass of the Loch Ness Monster down there somewhere I guess if it was the last one it can't breathe so when it goes it goes right what are we feeling about this I watched this documentary the other day on those the Otago guys and the, their whole thing, and they stretched out a bunch of rope and like ran it through the whole lock to pull those DNA samples. It was pretty cool, actually. Is it enough to to get every DNA sample in the whole lock? They said it was. They're scientists, so I believe them. Take their word for it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're surely not going to do all the research. Yeah, I'm not flying out there to do it, so yeah. I'm going to take their word for it. I just, you know, I I feel like if that picture, the hoaxed picture from the 30s, had never been done, like we wouldn't even be hearing about the Loch Ness the past 80 years. We would not. It would no. not be a thing. It would have been a a local Scottish legend that died, and no one outside of Scotland ever would have heard about it again. Yeah, maybe so. It, it's I came into before we even reading the notes, kind of believing this one. And then you read the notes and it's just all old timey type stuff. Like there's, there's nothing recent. There's nothing legend. Like it's just legend. It's yeah. hearsay. And like, you know, some of the stuff is, well, I've been telling my friends this for years, but I waited till after it came out to tell my, I story. saw that thing in the yeah. 1800s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. This is one. I really, I, I believe I, 
I thought I would have believed coming into it and wanted to believe it and, and got convinced you, otherwise. You grow up hearing about it and you just, you take it for granted that. And well, I think I believed coming in. I truly believed that people saw something and we've done episodes about how there's probably things living in water that we just don't know or are aware of. Well, there is, you know, thousands of things that they say what deep in the oceans. This clearly isn't an ocean. In the oceans, yeah. In the probably oceans. tons right. of undiscovered not, species. Yeah. So I coming agree. in, I, I thought maybe there is something living in here that just they haven't quite found yet. Maybe not a monster, but something. But then after the notes, I'm I'm not I don't believe that. And it's just, you know, it's a it's a legend. I think that's right. I'm not going to hundred percent say, no, it doesn't exist, but I've, I've seen no evidence to date that that proves it exists. If this was an ocean or a much bigger body of water, I would be convinced more so that this was real, but given that it's, that's fair. It's just a lock a lock. Yeah. A lock a lake. The plesiosaur isn't as big as you would think it is. Like you hear dinosaur and you're like, Oh shit, that's fucking huge. That's what it's compared to a person. It's not that big. Okay. Yeah. That's not so very big. That could go undetected in a body of water. It's not that big. But you think even and, and you're right, it's it's not as big as nearly as big yeah. as we you know, at least as my I made it out to be in my mind. But with all the research they've done, they they couldn't find this thing yet. I, I think by now you would have found yeah. something. What do you make of something. these eyewitness accounts where it climbs out of the water, though? I think this is a salamander or something, like you said. I don't know. That, that one's, those like are fucking weird. I didn't, how, a salamander's not that big? That's an eyewitness account of a couple people like saw walking across the road. Like That's a wow. whole different thing. Yeah, that's a weird thing, because like that, the typical Loch Ness Monster is not walking across it's a road. The, it's the hoax photo is what you think of. Yeah. yeah. You think of the dinosaur-looking thing but coming out of the water. Are people just dicking around? Like, it's fun to fuck with people. Like, oh, yeah, I was driving down here by the lock. And I mean, we uh, cleared that up on our bonus one we just recorded. Like, I think it's funny that they were stomping out hats. So uh, it's funny to fuck with people. It is. Patreon.com slash <laughs> The $10 tier, uh, the debut of Dave's Lost Stories coming uh, sometime, sometime after you hear this. <laughs> sometime in February. We're not sure when we're going to drop that one. I just, I, I without any physical evidence, like, I take these these eyewitness accounts with a grain of salt i don't know that they're i think it's just people having a having a good time sometimes it's or people just trying to maybe profit i'm sorry i cut you off 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 the legend and you know maybe trying mm -hmm. to get that book deal or an interview or whatever and we've talked about ocean episode like when we've talked about the oceans like we know there's definitely stuff down there that we have no idea yeah. what's going on i was just watching the other day off the coast of Japan, they found a, a shark that we thought was extinct mm. from like forever. And they found one alive and it's fucking crazy. Look, it does not look like a shark. Wow. It looks, that's cool. It looks like a dinosaur for mm. real. So I think that's, you know, obviously it's possible. I agree. I think it's a hundred percent possible. I don't think the evidence that we've seen here tonight points to it. No. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's 800 feet deep that this lock. So yeah, it's pretty fucking deep. And the 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 plus the plesiosaur is not as big as you think when you think dinosaur. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a long. It's bigger than a person, but not by too too much. But, but what's they, it do? It, it, it can't just stay down there forever. Are plesiosaurs mammals though? Like, do they need to come up for air? They're not fish. 
it would need to come up for air. So I yeah. feel like somebody at some point would see it surfacing for air. Well, that's where it's walking across the street doing <laughs> yeah, whatever like, it's doing. It's not like it's living 300 feet down. It's not a fish. Right. So the chances that it exists there but has never been seen. Or everyone has a camera now. Unless it evolved to be able to stay down. To, to breathe underwater. How big did we say the lock was? Did we talk about that at all? Like, like, Lengthful. is it a size of a great lake here in the United States? Well, it's narrow. It's like a thousand feet wide by, it goes up to like Inverness down to. So it's not, it's long, but it's, it's long and narrow. So it's, it's almost river-esque. Long and, if you look at it on a map, it more looks like yeah. a, resembles a, a river than a, like a big lake. So you can like, almost like see like across it, it, but you can't end to end. You, you can, can absolutely see yeah. across it. Sure. You can't end to end. I think it's just like the ocean though at the end of it. Water's scary because we can't really travel it very yeah. well. Yeah. So who knows what's down there? But just between the sonar stuff that they've done and the DNA sampling and everything, I, I don't see any evidence to support this. Not counting it out. Evidence as we know it exists today, I do not believe supports this theory. I agree. That's all I got to say on that. So okay. we also remember that uh, Alistair Crowley had a house there on the Loch Ness. I do remember that, that Jimmy actually. Page bought yeah. eventually. What became That's of that house? Cool. Do we know what ever became I of that know. house? I don't know. I don't think Jimmy Page still owns it. What was it called? I can't remember the I name. Remember it, but yeah, Jimmy Page brought it, bought it. Any other final thoughts? The world's better if a dinosaur made it. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's a it's damn so cool story. Yeah. yeah, It's not harming anybody, so let the thing fucking live. Yeah, well, I, like, everybody's got to try and hunt shit yeah bigfoot hunters there's like a whole sub group of bigfoot people oh, yeah. that want to kill it yeah, that like think that in ohio and kentucky in those places yeah why are you gonna kill it yeah why do you want to shoot be? bigfoot man fuck off you know how many confirmed bigfoot deaths there are per year zero zero people have died from bigfoot <laughs> same amount so, of marijuana deaths every yeah. year so yeah. leave it all the fuck alone yeah <laughs> I'd like to visit the Scottish Highlands. Like it's be the pictures you look at up there, fucking beautiful. Yeah, I'd go there. Probably one of the most yeah. beautiful places on earth. Would you know, you I'd eat? go. I'd go get drunk and piss in the lock. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I don't know. We eat haggis. Sure. When I get to I Scotland, will try, I will eat haggis. I will try any food one All time. Right. Will at you, least. Will you eat haggis? What is it exactly? It's like minced um, sheep's heart, lung, and something. I wrote it down, actually, because I wanted to talk about it. Heart, he was in the mood to talk about haggis. <laughs> heart, liver, and lungs. What's what you think about when you think of so how's it haggis? How's it cooked? It's like, though? I don't know. It's minced up with onions and herbs and all kinds of stuff. I would try. They like call some, it pluck. So it's like, is it like stuffing? Pluck. It's like when you put like all the innards and stuffing. Is that kind of what we're talking about? I don't know. Just you know, min like, minced. It's minced organ meat mixed with onions and yeah. a bunch of other shit. I don't know. It sounds like it could be all right. That sounds good. I'll, I would eat it. Yeah. Oh, I'll eat it for sure. Yeah. yeah. I might not like it, Give but it I'll at least me. try it. I would always try any food once. If people are eating it, why not try it? The only thing I don't think I could do, they have like that rotted fish that they bury in like Norway, mm -hmm. one of those countries over there, the rotted fish they bury underground and dig it up. It's like rotted fish. Yeah, there's some stuff like I, I, uh, I mean, I the smell, like a smell of anything might turn you off. And then for me, the biggest thing, once I try it, is the texture. 
Like I will, yeah. I would get sick more from a texture than I would a taste. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I would be down to, to attempt the rotted fish. I, I but think I could like, if that. the smell makes me want to throw up right away, I don't know if I could even stomach putting it in my mouth, but I would be open to take the challenge. Wow. All right. That's that out I don't that mind one. trying new things. I just, you know, I'd take a tiny bite first just to try my, sure. my fucking going elbow deep in it. It's like that show that Andrew Zimmern mm-hmm. guy that does a bizarre foods. Oh yeah. yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff on there. I'm like, nah, I wouldn't do that. Like where people are. Oh, that Joe Rogan show. Fear factor. Yeah. <laughs> I will eat just Today about- you're eating cow dick. <laughs> I like- he wants to eat whale dick. We know that now. I'll eat the whale pee. I'll eat just about anything, but the fucking rotted fermented, whatever. I mean, it doesn't sound great. Fish that they bury underground. And I, I, I don't think I I'm do not that. ordering the rotted fish sandwich at Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> Would you eat the Larry David? Dave. Oh, I like whitefish, yeah. But but with sable and Absolutely. capers. I do not like capers. I can't get I into like caper. capers. I don't sure. like caper, capers. I would try the sandwich. But, you know, if you Google it, like, there's a lot of people who have made the sandwich really? and tried it. And they're always like, yeah, it's okay. Or creamed herring and gefilte fish and stuff. I've been to the Seder meal. I love gefilte fish. I would try fish. onion delicious. I've never had it, but I would try it. I'm sure I would like it. I like just about anything like that. Except capers, give me the keep capers the fuck away. I don't know why. I, like I don't like them. It's a different taste. I get they annoy it. me. Chickpeas too. Don't like chickpeas. I like chickpeas. I had chickpeas for dinner. Here's the thing with chickpeas. How about that? Though. If they're soft, I don't mind. It's that crunchy texture I don't like. Like I've, roasted chickpeas. Yeah. Well, like oh, I make when they're too. in things. I, I don't like that. Mm. Just like I don't like when peanuts are in things. I don't want that crunchy. Like I love uh, like kung pao chicken, kung pao shrimp. I feel like they just dump fucking bags of peanuts in this. <laughs> You're thing. like, oh, what's like, with the peanuts? Yeah, like I don't need this many nuts in my mouth when I'm trying to eat Chinese food. <laughs> I love kung pao, but like I don't need all these peanuts. I like the nuts. In just there. I don't mind them, but I don't need that many. Anyways, hummus is okay. <laughs> hummus is. Good. I can do some hummus, especially like a spicy hummus. <laughs> yeah, that's real good. I agree with you. And your breath is so flavorful and fresh after that. Give me a kiss, baby. <laughs> Hummus the, kiss. The baby just makes it extra dirty. Give me a kiss, baby. Give me your falafel mouth. Give me a kiss. <laughs> Tongue me, falafel mouth. Oh, now I want a shawarma. Some lamb. This is better. <laughs> this Middle Eastern food dog. I love it. Yeah, this is good. All right. Anyways, Dave, what do you got for us? I have some new patrons. Let's talk about them. All right. Let's read their names. Let's say their names. Thank you to new patrons. Rachel Oliver. Tana Like Montana. Delaney Dixon. Kaylin Lynch. Brad Peterson. Tortoise 15. Jericho. Selena Rausch. It's J-Bag. Necro No Dear God My Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Eggert, <laughs> Ashley McLean, Kendall Stanton, Ryan Matson, Jason Folkers, Yunks Saggy Balls, Alyssa Grad, Morgan Sugden, Kendall Stanton, Tyler Baker, Chelsea Berry, Tommy Anderson, Brian Grabowski, Amelia, Randy Brocklebank. Amy K, Alejandro Sienz, BC Tits, 
Cheese nuts. <laughs> Spectrum 72. Vegan Jihad. Santiago Martinez III. The Cuck Corporal of the Seaman Fleet. Crybaby Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Jesus. Cade. Happy Man. Angel Lianos. Eliza B. Heidi Mueller. Nick Stam. Preston Cyril. Nikki. Brian Travis. Steffi Stew Cat Poo. Happy Birthday, Dad. Tricky Dick. Bo Galindo. Anna. Savannah Reese. Cy Ritvik Perupali. Kathleen Logan. Rachel Alexis. Kokomo, but specifically the Muppets version. Jamie Smith. Ronnie Ochoa. Jose. Mrs. Hildebrand. Calling from the bank, presumably. <laughs> Renee D. Jenny McCormick. And Vince DeJulius. Thank you so much, new patrons. Welcome to the party. Ian? For iTunes, I have one for Delta 9024, Maddie Nort, Juicy Pussy. That's for that's that person's left. Juicy Pussy. We've said that name before, right? <laughs> they, they oh, multiple have. times. They updated yeah, their reviews to get red again. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maddie Nort also updated his review to. Uh, oh. What about Samantha Loves Dave? I haven't had an update from her in a long time. I think she gave up. Whatever, Samantha. I see. She lost a loser leaves town match to one of your other <laughs> beloveds. A ladder match. Yeah. Kiki77, Necro Pals Unite. Alyssa appreciates you. Savvy Reese. Go to Hell You Date. AG440. And El Paso Lover. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. Dave? On the international front, uh, shout out to Smoking Cat 5000 from Canada, Angel Family 2022 from Great Britain, and Olive Creamin. Is that like I Love Creamin? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like, like it, kind of. Somebody's pulling something Maybe. with that name. <laughs> if that's your real name, Olive, we apologize. Also true. <laughs> from Great Britain. <laughs> Thank you so much for the great reviews. And on the military shout-outs, we have one today for Sergeant Kevin Burrell, retired Army Infantry. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you. Yep. Awesome. Thanks. I have a couple more shout-outs. Shout-out to Ty, who sent us a superhuman uh, talking doll, which is pretty goddamn <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Fuck this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Superhuman is one of the most absurd, ridiculous, hilarious things on Instagram. He's a yeah. juggalo guy that uh, his neighbors probably don't love. He jumps on his trampoline and he puts himself through torture and pain just yeah. for laughs. And probably a big paycheck now, really. But he's standing up on our on our bookshelf here in the studio. I'm looking at him right now. It's like a mini wrestling buddy. Type <laughs> That's thing. great. Yeah. So thank you, Ty. That's fucking great. And an additional shout out to Jay, who sent uh, some wrestling figures to you guys. Sent us a Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, action figure and then a Mean Mark Callis action figure. Oh, that's going way back. That's, huh? that's Undertaker before he was the Undertaker. Mean Mark Callis. So thank you very much. That's cool. We got it on our little shelf here in the studio. Yeah. Jay also sent us some soup bowl koozies. I uh, got the office. So like beer koozie, but you, you put your soup bowl in them so you don't burn your hands while you're eating your soup. 
We got a couple of office ones. Uh, you got an alien one there. Uh, is that Steelers in there? It's, it's like reversible. reversible. Yeah, one side aliens. One. Oh, side I didn't Steelers. even realize. I, I was didn't like, either. is Dave yeah. mocking you? Like, why did he say aliens? But it was the inside of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at that. Yeah, mine's super fancy. So. Super Bowl koozies. What will they think of now? Jay said you can also use it for ice cream. See, so you, you, you know, you uh, keep your hands warm yeah. while you're eating your ice cream. It doesn't melt your ice cream as quick. So, do people not use tables anymore? <laughs> Well, I hold my ice cream bowl in my hands. So. I mean, I get it. People do I that. Use a table. Scoop on in. Yeah, and I'm usually sitting hand, on my couch. And yeah. Shit, yeah. Now your hand will be nice and warm. Yeah, so thanks, Jay. Very, very cool. Yeah, thank you. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Necronomapod. Um, we are on Spring and Amazon if you're interested in checking out any of our merch. Patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Uh, for all of our bonus content and necronomapod.com you can find everything else pretty much there appreciate it are you guys ready for a cool down beer cheers <laughs>